Weather Report is a weekly public affairs program providing independent media coverage of environmental and ecological studies with a focus on local, state, and regional people, issues, and events in order to foster open discussion of human relationships with nature and the earth and to encourage you to take personal responsibility for living sustainably in the world. Eco Report is produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana and financially supported by listeners like you. In this edition of Eco Report, we will learn about sustainability measures taken by Jeff Meese of One World Enterprises to green his local food businesses in the second half of a recent interview with environmental correspondent Zero Rose. That's coming up later in the program, but first, Noel and I would like to talk to you about the WFHB Fall Fun Drive. Hi, oh. Noel. Hello there. Yes, we would love to talk to you about the Fall Fun Drive. Our overall goal for the fund drive this uh, fall is $38,000, but we don't have that much to raise for Eco Report. Our measly little amount, which is a, a big bill deal for us, is $100. Surely we can do that for, with all of our wonderful supporters out there like you and everybody else. Yes, um, every dollar counts. If you would like to donate $5, I'm a personally, I like even numbers, so... You know, four, six, twenty. That's those are that. I don't know. Are you an odd number or an even number person? <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> True, we you will. Can, we'll take change. Yeah, we'd be very grateful for it because it helps us be doing what we're doing right now. And yes, we love this show. We love Eco Report. Noel, you're for me. You're a newcomer because I've been with the show for such a long time. But to what brought you to Bloomington and into WFHB? Well, I went to IU, and then right out of college, um, I learned about WFHB, and Yay. I I just love it so much, and I really appreciate it. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Eco Report, so this is my first time being live on Eco Report. It's like such an honor. <laughs> well, well, what about you? How did you learn about Eco Report? Oh, it's such a great story. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been a member of a Sierra Club for a very long time, and back in the uh, '90s, um, they were sent out an appeal. Oh. Uh, for WFHB Radio, because WFHB Radio was asking for volunteers for Eco Report. So I came down here and knocked on the door, and they let me in, and I said, I want to volunteer for Eco Report. And that was, I think, um, well, maybe not the 90s. I bet it was in the 2003 or 2004. So I've been here for a while. Wow. <laughs> so, and I am a true believer in the environment, and if you are listening to this show, you are too, and we could sure use your help. We'd love to have a phone call, and or you can go online mm -hmm. and press that big red button at wfhb.org, or you can call at 812-323-1200. Really easy telephone mm -hmm. number to remember. I know. I only know my phone number, my phone, my mom's phone number, <laughs> and uh, during Fun Drive, I learned the stations. <laughs> 812-323-1200. I didn't even look at a piece of paper. You can also memorize our station phone number. You want to hear it one more time? Yes. 812-323-1200. And now let's continue. And now for your environmental reports. In today's show, I thought that we should show 
have some good news for you. The Associated Press reports that in an aggressive move that angered Republicans, the Biden administration canceled the seven remaining oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, overturning sales held in the Trump administration's waning days, and proposed stronger protections against development on vast swaths of the National Petroleum Reserve Alaska. The Department of Interior's scraping of the leases comes after the Biden Biden administration appointed environmental groups earlier this year by approving the Willow Oil Project in the Petroleum Reserve, a massive project by ConocoPhillips, Alaska, that could produce up to 180,000 barrels of oil a day on Alaska's petroleum-rich North Slope. Protections are proposed for more than 20,000 square miles of land in the reserve in the Western Arctic. Some critics who said the approval of Willow flew in the face of Biden's pro- sorry friends of Biden's pledges to address climate change lauded Wednesday's announcement. But they said more could be done. Litigation over the approval of the Willow project is pending. Quote, Alaska is home to many of America's most breathtaking natural wonders and culturally significant areas. As the climate crisis warms the Arctic more than twice as fast as the rest of the world, we have a responsibility to protect this treasured region for all ages, end quote. Biden said that in a statement. And now we go to Zero Rose as he asked Jeff Meese about integrating renewable energy, bicycle delivery, and use of locally sourced ingredients for his pizza and catering operations here in Bloomington. Eighty percent of our waste stream in the last 30 years between the recycling that we do and composting and all that. And, uh, and we're proud of that. And I try to get our staff to take pride in that. You know, like this is, yeah, I realize it's a little pain in the butt. You know, you got to think about the stuff that's that's getting thrown away. But you can take pride in the fact because most businesses just, you know, don't don't pay any attention to it. Yep, that magical place called Away. We just mm. throw it away. Away, right. Mm-mm. You know, and here we are. I mean, there's... It's always been real, you know, present to me that we're driving three pound pizzas around in 2000 pound cars. And that's not a terrifically environmental thing to do. Right. Uh, uh, But there it is. You know, that's we're in that market. And how do we make it? How do we make it better? Uh, Because somebody's going to deliver the pizzas to the people sitting at home on their couch, you know going to be us. It's going to be Domino's, Pizza Hut, whoever. So, uh, you know, the part of my, we have, we just opened our seventh store locally and we have seven locations in the, in the same area that our biggest chain competitors have only four. Most of them have less than that. And so partly it always drives me more locations. I know we can build our business better with more locations, but it also makes all the trips shorter. Uh, uh, we use less energy getting the product to people. Our drivers make better money because they don't have to drive as far. Uh, so the whole thing's a little bit of a virtuous cycle when we can get you know closer to closer to the customer. Uh, but that that lack that fact that we are in what's essentially an unsustainable uh, business as it's done now, dry, using fossil fuels to drive to customers, um, has always partly made me want to like. Well, we can't fix that, but where can we make a difference? Mm-mm. And so 
<clears throat> do you have any uh, kind of plans forward to do any like solarization or electric vehicles or anything like that? Got it. A couple of things we're working on right now and have done. We, uh, uh, we just made an investment last year. We got in just before the window dropped with net metering from the local power company where you could sell back to the grid at full full price. We, we invested uh, in a $200,000 solar array at our commissary uh, and, and Whole Sun Solar did it. Um, and uh, uh, excited that it's it only got... Um, see, I haven't seen the last two months. Uh, I know that it's all there on, online somewhere if I can find it. But uh, but the first couple months, the first several months were fifty uh, percent of our electric usage. Usage was uh, almost fifty percent, more than forty five percent was uh, was uh, provided by solar. Wow that that was a that was about half again as much as I we were expecting. So that's that's exciting uh so that's at our commissary which is a uh which is a 40 uh 40 000 square foot building that also is where our kitchen share business is where about 30 different clients work so there's pinoy garden is there rasta pops is there um um uh, a variety of some piccoli dolce bakery cynthia moriarty care catering so all those guys, the same thing. They're fifty percent of all their of all their electric uses is is being uh, uh, done by solar. I suspect it's surely gone down now that we get into the summer months. So we're using we're using maybe twice as much electric now as we did during the colder months because of air conditioning. So undoubtedly that the but the solar's not making that much more. So I, I suspect it is probably now more like 30% or maybe only 25% of our power. So that, uh, now, uh, the other thing, there's a new city program that's providing grants for solar to small business and not-for-profits that uh, we got turned on to. And so we were, uh, the city, through a grant, uh, uh, helped us put on, 25,000 well the bigger that we we spent it's a like $35,000 solar array on our new Pizza X downtown location. So uh that's that's up there. I haven't that's going to provide a lot smaller percentage of our electric um um because in it's not uh yeah and the other thing about that is most of the power we use at Pizza X is in the evening. When the sun's not shining, so uh, we don't use that much power during the day. Uh, but it was great. The, the city's got that grant, and we were able to to take advantage of it. So I I thank the citizens of Bloomington for that for that part. Um, <clears throat> didn't you guys have an EV vehicle or something? I saw at an Earth Day oh, event or something. Oh, years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I was where would I? Uh, uh, Oh, I can't. Oh, I think it was in Florida. I lived in Florida for a few years and there were these things called these electric vehicles called gem cars. They were low speed vehicles. And um, um, uh, 
I've always been kind of fascinated by these, you know, little different kinds of vehicles. And, and so we have that at Pete's Axe. Uh, uh, so I got one for Pete's Axe. It was about, it was about, uh, uh, I don't remember, $12,000. And uh, uh, it just, it was, hard. It, it didn't, it only had like an 18 mile range mm. uh, for one thing. So it was a constant if you were out there more than five miles, you're like, am I getting back, you know, on this charge and only go about 20 miles an hour. Uh, 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 so now, now the next thing, though, this, and so that was more like that. Yeah, that didn't really work. But uh, we just we bought our first e-bike at Pizza Axe. And uh, um, uh, we are I. Uh, my plan is, my hope is, my hope and plan is by spring that we'll have a bunch of these, maybe six uh, e-bikes in the thing that, that I mean, we have to find, we have to find people that use them, our drivers who are used to driving cars, and a lot of them are, a lot of them are older now, and they got no interest in riding the e-bike, but uh, we can find some young people who are fit, and uh, I'm hoping to turn a bunch of our, because is, what, just great. I, I last time I was in New York City, every delivery thing is on an e-bike. Everything. Uh, so we can find people to do that. And now, okay, then if we're like we're delivering pizza, at least from the downtown store, you know, solar power, at least partly solar power on an e-bike. Now I can start to feel like, okay, this can be a sustainable thing. <clears throat> yeah, those uh, maybe some of those little five hundred. Riders can be a press That's game. right. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. actually been a few accidents recently on campus. I read, I read about that. That's, that's, uh, that's really scary. We had yeah. our, we have a monthly full moon bike ride. Uh, that it's just okay. a lightly organized thing that we meet for the, on the full moon and, uh, usually at sundown and take off. And, uh, we had about, uh, 20, 20, maybe 20 people last night. That's usually about the size crowd. And we come down the seventh, you know, the seventh street thing. And I, it's a, I don't, I don't know how I feel about these separated bike lanes, frankly. I mean, you have to be so aware of the curbs and things. I mean, there's, there's little room for little room for error. If you hit one of those curbs and not paying attention, you're, you're, you know, you're off the bike. You mean like those bump outs? The bump outs. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, um, uh, riding on South Washington, the, at the, um, oh yeah. Run about a week ago. I'm riding on South Washington and at, sorry, it's South Lincoln. You're coming towards third street. There's a place that's right by the breaking away house where there's a, there's a, a bump out and, uh, a curb. And usually there are fiberglass poles with reflectors on them. But somebody had apparently mowed it down with a car. And, you know, there's just this thing in the road that I caught with the corner of my eye. And I realized, oh, man, that's a curb. Like, and that that thing only feels like it's about this wide to go through the bike lane. So I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I think bicycling is great. I think uh, 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 I think we should be aware of that. And the more we can do to build bike culture, the better and though, man, it seems like some of our projects spend a whole lot of money on it that I don't know if it's the right return. Yeah, starting with the situation of the small small town roads, 
kind of cramps whatever you do because you're not going to encroach further on property lines. So you have to do whatever you do all within that original small. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The seventh street thing, I can't say even as a bicyclist that I'm a fan of what's, what's happened there. Uh, Plus I've pulled out, Oh, I've almost crashed in my car after, you know, 30 years of four way stops. And you're just, you don't even thinking, you know, you're thinking seven street traffic's going to stop and you go, Oh, catch yourself before somebody T-bones you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a transition changes hard. And you had mentioned that you had bought a farm years ago. Um, are you doing local sourcing from local growers or is that more in the catering area or are you still kind of, uh, uh yeah. So local sourcing, what do we do in terms of local sourcing? Uh, 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 it, it really has nothing to do with our farm. We don't, we don't grow anything for the business with any commercial. I've, I've done a little bit of stuff. That's just really what do you call it, for novelty? You know, like I've grown a whole bunch of tomatoes and, uh, but it, these are just really novel things. Uh, we, uh, we grew, we'd grow enough hops out there for, to make one batch of beer. Uh, uh, but really this was for fun and experimentation on the local sourcing, you know, say in the pizza business, um, very little, there's almost nothing that say we could use at pizza X that does not have a seasonal menu, uh, that basically fundamentally what's pizza X uses is flour, uh, and cheese and tomatoes. Those are that those are the main things we would buy, let's say. Uh, and those those are just it's not realistic or affordable to buy any of that locally or consistently. Uh, so where we are, but I love supporting the local farm community. And so we we have some other ways we do that. Uh, so some of the things we do is a hundred percent of our eggs that we use in in the organization, one world catering hive. Um, uh, I won't say Lenny's because Lenny's is not a part of our thing anymore. We use some exit commissary and recipes. Those are all local eggs. Eggs are a really easy thing to buy locally. Yeah, maybe they're twice the price sometimes. Um, back in the recent egg shortage, they actually got a little cheaper for local eggs for a very short period of time. Uh, but, but eggs, they're just better. They're better. Uh, and so that's, I feel like, you know, money that we can spend anywhere, we can take that money and like go, it stays in the community and keeps spinning around. Eggs are a real easy one. Uh, ground beef is another easy one. We use local ground beef uh, 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 throughout the organization. Uh, uh, local sausage uh, at uh, local sausage at Hive. Uh, one world catering that uses a lot of different things. They end up, you know, they end up picking and choosing different things. You know, I, I think we all as consumers, uh, as business people buying and selling things to just, we need to be aware of the greenwashing, you know, I mean, we need to, uh, we need to check ourselves. Um, um, you know, there's a lot of questions in the whole, in, in the whole recycling thing that we've all become recyclers and you know how much of that is smoke and mirrors some of it for sure i think there's very clear there's a lot of it that's not like 
when somebody's paying us 300 bucks for a roll off full of metal cans, that's going to be reused, you know, no question about it. And so we should be doing that. Or, you know, I, I, I freak out when I walk downstairs and there's an aluminum can in the trash and I'm like, there's nothing that should be recycled more than an aluminum can. I don't care where you put it, put it in the recycling dumpster, throw it in with a can, somebody will get it. Uh, but plastic, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, especially rinsing out plastic with water. That, uh, yeah. Uh, so I wish, <laughs> what do I wish for? Uh, uh, well, we all need to check. We all need to, you know, not make it religion, but really try to be, ask, be asking the questions and be paying attention because it, the, because everybody has a bias and particularly, I love that line, you know, it's hard to uh, it's hard to get a man to believe something that his salary doesn't uh, that that his salary gets him to not believe or something like that. And I think we just have to really be aware of our own biases, other people's biases, certainly industry bias, um, and just try to make the best choices that we can, and point out point out questionable things when we see it. I lost it. Go ahead. Hello. We're back. Welcome back. <laughs> We're here live in the station asking for donations for our fall fun drive. Thank you for listening to Eco Report. And we also actually have a donation from last um, the last show. We have a donation from Samuel. First time donating to us. Thank you. We so much appreciate you. And this is in support of DJ Spikes and Dirty Bryce. And he says, keep up the good work. And we want to just reiterate that because we also think they have um, an amazing show. They do. I love listening to them. And they play the music I like. (laughs) (laughs) Which is important because that's one of the things that makes WFHB really unusual in the fact that we play such an amazing variety of music. Mm -hmm. I mean, where else can you get Native American music? Do you ever hear Native American music on any other station? No. No. (laughs) Well, I would also like to send out a huge thank you to a lady by the name of Christy. She happens to be my daughter, and she lives in Asheville, North Carolina, and she made a donation just a little while ago for Eco Report. So if you're listening... Thank you, Christy. I love you, honey. And I'd love to hear from some of my other friends out there. If you'd like to make a good donation to WFHB, any amount helps. It's 812-323-1200, or you can go online at wfhb.org. You can help us reach our goal for the show, which is $100. Not a lot. (laughs) Every little bit helps. It makes a difference. It really does. So one of the things that we also promote here at WFHB that I think is fantastic, and it brings the youth, the youth radio program, mm-hmm. and it brings the younger people, and I run into them in here all the time, and they're always gathering and talking and, and trying to figure out what they're going to do with their show the next week, and I just think it's absolutely, those are our future radio announcers, that's mm-hmm. them, and they're high school, and some of them I think are even in middle school, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yes, yeah, some yeah. of them are really young. What radio stations do that? Is there any other radio stations? I personally do do not know of any. (laughs) So, and it could be, if you're a a parent, it could be your child that could be coming down here and volunteering for WFHB radio. And by the way, have you seen the t-shirt? I was just about to mention it. Oh, it's so cool. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I think it is cool because the, so a youth radio alumni who used to do youth radio like a long time ago, designed that shirt. That's what I, I was getting. That's why I was reading it. I was hoping you were going to say that. That's wonderful. It's a great design. Mm-hmm. And it's only a $120 donation. And I know that may sound like a lot of money, but you can break it out into $10 donations over 12 mm-hmm. months and still get the t-shirt. That's like, you know, with, with inflation these days, it's just like um two cups of coffee. Or, there you go. You know. Yeah. All those coffee places all that over you can town. sip while listening to WHB <laughs> and then enjoying our the, all this amazing content. So, this is the other thing about uh, talking about the youth. We're the, I think one of the only radio stations that uh, also serves underserved and marginalized people. Uh, the group that comes on after us is Kite Line, mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, serves people that uh, are in prison. And then shortly after them, the um, Hispanic radio station. Hola, comes Bloomington. On. I know, and I don't speak Spanish, but I love to listen to them. Mm-hmm. They the whole show is basically in Spanish, mm-hmm. and so it is to all of our Hispanic uh, neighborhood people. By the way, I don't know if we've heard anything from Brown County because we know you love to listen to the Brown County Hour, so mm-hmm. we'd love to have you hurry up and make a donation yes please call in we would love to hear from you um i mean it would just i think it would make my day would make your day yes all right yes wfhb.org 812-323-1200 for eco report i am juliana daly and i'm noelle her husky schneider are you looking for a way to make a difference on environmental issues? Here at Eco Report, we are currently looking for reporters, engineers, and segment producers. Our goal is to report facts on how we're all affected by global climate disruption and the ongoing assaults on our air, land, and water. We also celebrate ecologists, tree huggers, soil builders, and an assortment of champions who actively protect and restore our natural world, particularly those who are active in South Central Indiana. All levels of experience, and all ages are welcome, and we provide the training you'll need. WFHB also offers internships. To volunteer for Eco Report, give us a call at 812-323-1200 or email us at earth at wfhb.org. And now for some upcoming events. The Fall Bio Blitz started on Friday, September 15th and runs through Monday, September 24th at the Griffey Lake Nature Preserve. Compete to find as many plants and animal species during the week. If you get the most, you win a prize. Register at Bloomington I, d- sorry, bloomington.in.gov slash parks. Join the Sierra Club Hoosier Chapter for a Yellowwood Resource Management Walk on Saturday, September the 16th at 9 a.m. During this one-mile easy trail walk, you will learn about forest management techniques such as clear cuts, controlled burns, select cuts, and more. Meet in the Yellowwood parking lot near the forest office. Register with Marilyn Beauchat, B-A-U-C-H-A-T, at gmail.com. Learn some Brown County history when you take the Salt Creek Bridges Walk at Brown County State Park on Saturday, September 16th, beginning at 11 a.m. Meet at the Olympic Olympic Pool parking lot for a short walk to the historic Highway 46 Iron Trust Bridge and the historic Covered Bridge. Take a pawpaw hike at Spring Mill State Park on Sunday, September the 17th from noon to 1.30 p.m. Learn about the pawpaw tree, 
one of our native understory trees and hopefully sample some of the fruit. This is a moderate two-mile hike on the mountain bike trail. Learn about amazing arachnids at McCormick's Creek State Park on Wednesday, September 20th at 3.30 p.m. How much do you know about spiders, also known as arachnids? Here is your opportunity to learn a bit more and enjoy a fun spider craft. And that wraps up our show for this week. Eco Report is brought to you in part by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar power generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. Found locally at 812-334-4003 and on the web at mpisolarenergy.com. This week's headlines were written by Norm Holy. Today's news feature was produced by Zero Rose and edited by Cade Young. Juliana Daly assembled the script, which was edited by Zero Rose. Juliana Daly compiled our events calendar. Cade Young and Noel Herhusky Schneider produced today's show. Brandon Blewett is our engineer. For WFHB, I'm Juliana Daly, and I would like to say very quickly that the full interview with Jeff Neese will be posted today as an Eco Report Extra on our website at WFHB.org. And I'm Noelle Herhusky Schneider. And this is Eco Report. Thank you for listening and please donate. Whoop. You've been listening to the Eco Report, a volunteer powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Available for download and podcast at news.wfhb.org. Eco Report is your independent, ecologically inspired news source. For South Central Indiana. Bringing you news that the earth wants you to hear. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Eco Report staff. The email address is earth at wfhb.org. That's earth at wfhb.org.